1: we <laughs>
0: Welcome into this week's Dublin Two Denver podcast. We are well and truly into lying season. It is difficult to discern at this point uh, in the NFL calendar what is true and what isn't. But to help me sort through some of the ridiculous utterances that have been said in the past week, it is my co-host Stuart Roach.
1: Stuart, how are you doing, sir? I am very well, Colin. Um I'm I'm hopeful now that I won't be as flabbergasted on this particular poll as I was last week. I if I hear the words Mike and Tenenbaum coming out of your mouth, I'll run run for cover immediately. Uh yes, it's funny, Colin the, the combine didn't even start yesterday, really. Um and there was a but relatively speaking, there was a slew of, of, of stories about the Broncos and the moves they're gonna make and counter punching and all these kind of things and then there was an update from Russell over the weekend which we'll get into and he told his side of the story and then Sean Payton kind of didn't even bother really responding to that. But then we do have a timeline now which comes from the man himself. Um Sean Payton as opposed to God. Um although some would argue. But anyway, that's a it's a different day's conversation. Um but yeah so it's great. I think we're you know we 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 we've come through the fallow period uh of Broncos news and we are finally at the point where things are really beginning to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I suppose if if you think we're prevaricating when it comes to what we're going to do, you just had to listen to um, Ryan polls the Bears GM interview yesterday. Ryan Poles, if it doesn't work out, as the Bears GM should almost certainly get a job uh, as either a Fianna Fáil or Finnegale politician over here. Such was the ability to say lots of things without actually saying anything at all. So yeah, but hey, it's great. Colin, this, this is always a, a nice flagpole in the off season when the combine arrives and it's uh, it's it's getting started proper now. And um, uh, you know, we, we we've got finally got some stuff to to talk about,
0: which is great. Yeah, maybe we maybe just to touch on uh, the Russ interview with Brandon Marshall. Um, I, yeah, he he's very much getting his side uh, of it out there. I will say, Stuart, what is interesting as somebody who uh, talks about the Denver Broncos a lot, who talks about the league a lot, who talks about American football in general a lot, and obviously, therefore, I I do a lot of of searching. Uh, When I search Russell Wilson, uh, the the first stories that come up uh, about Russ are from uh, TMZ and the Daily Mail. And their entertainment stories, as opposed to football stories, which which is kind of fitting in in some ways. But Russ said in the um, in the interview that he wants to win two more Super Bowls in uh, the the next uh, five years. Uh, the best response to that was, "Is he going to be backing up Patrick Mahomes City?" <laughs> So I'm sorry, that was my immediate reaction to that one as well, Colin. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, w- was there a- anything or like what's your response to Russ's uh, sit down fireside chat with uh, with Brandon Marshall?
1: I mean, you know, you don't want to be overly cynical, Colin, but I I think you kind of at this point in time. You know, we, we we did predict there was going to be a couple of articles about oh Russ could go back to the Broncos. Um and there were, and they have been treated with the contempt that they, they ought to have been. and um, this was always gonna happen. This is a PR exercise. Um I love the fact that it was a fireside as well, I think just to really, you know, push on the idea that this is the reclamation of Russell as a player. They went um you know, they, they, it was only lacking wrong burgundy really to kind of <laughs> interviewer. Um, but look, this was going to happen and, it, and it's kind of a, it wasn't, it wasn't all my fault. Please take a chance on me. Um, he was only short of saying, I'm going to be released in a few weeks and you can sign me for a million. Um, so any team out there that's got a hole at QB, you know, please give me, 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 a, me a shot. Um, like Russell talks about winning three Super Bowls, I think was a three? He was that specific. Um, when he was traded to the Broncos, um, so I, I suppose in some ways he's kind of, you know, tempering expectations. <laughs> like by aiming for two, <laughs> uh, um, you know that goes to show that he's had some kind of growth mindset. So that's a positive from Russell's point of view, I guess. Um, look, calm. You know, I, I, I think. In the last few weeks, there's been stories about Russell maybe going to the Steelers, and then, you know, you had the likes of Merrill Hodge there recently saying, no, they still believe in Kenny Pickett, which, you know, you can take what you want from that. Um, I don't know. Was it because the the market for Russell seems to be diminishing, Colin? I'm not sure. Perhaps. I guess it didn't do him any harm. I mean, I think most people um, probably, um, you know, didn't really take the two more Super Bowls things seriously because there's little or no evidence to suggest that unless he goes full Jim Plunkett, um, you know, which which is unlikely. But, if, you know, hey, look, and, and Brandon Marshall's an interesting character. I suppose he gave Russell a platform to kind of get his side of the story across. The only problem is, Colin, is that Sean Payton, though, he has ruffled feathers, particularly with, you know, his involvement in Bounty Gate over the years. Um, Sean Baden is still seen as something of a, a, a QB whisperer. Um, and I think an awful lot of people are, kind of have the opinion that if Sean Wilson couldn't get a tune out of Russell, then I'm not sure who is going to be able to. Uh, but hey, look, I can understand why why he, he and his people decided to do it. It might as well, um, because, you know, he's kind of running out of, of runway at this stage, Colin, in regards to trying to, you know, find some kind of a team. Like, the likelihood is, and we'll, we'll come back to that in a minute, I guess, but the likelihood is he's going to be released within the next couple of weeks. Um, Whether it's a post-June, you know, uh, pre-June designation is the only kind of debate. Um, Anybody who's watched football long enough knew that that was going to happen. The minute Russell Wilson was benched because they didn't want to get injured in order to not have to pay him his second year of his contract call or, or next year of the contract, that was the minute Russell Wilson was, was gone from Denver. I mean, it really didn't take, you know, Sherlock Holmes to work out what was going to happen here. So this is just part of the process. This is Russell, I think, one of his last opportunities to kind of get his side across before the team who ultimately has all the power in this situation Colin, in regards to whether they keep him or not um, when they make the expected move, which is to release Russell Wilson, which is going to happen. Um, occasionally you see people talking about a trade because... The only reason the team is going to trade for him, Colin, and, and it would be a sixth rounder at absolute best, let's be brutally honest. The only reason a team would trade for Us Wilson is because they don't want to take the chance that he's going to hit free agency and there'll, there'll be a frenzy for his services. I mean, does that seem in any way likely that that's going to happen? No, of course it doesn't. So nobody's trading for Us Wilson. Colin. Anybody who's interested in is just waiting for him to be released, which is going to happen. So I guess, you know, as I said, I think this is this was his opportunity to kind of to get his story out there. Um, but did I pay much attention to it? No, not really. The only thing I remember for it is the two Super Bowls. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think we, we both had a good laugh at that one. Um, but yeah, look, I, I, I soon Colin Russell Wilson will be... Um, well, I mean, he's already on that T-shirt with that meme which Sean Payton referenced, which, you know, we really do have to talk about in a minute because that was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, look, hey, it's, it's his... It's his point of view. Um, but look, the um, thing about it is, Colin, as well, like divorces, generally speaking, are messy affairs. And, you know, I think this is probably one of the cleaner ones. But still, it, it's, it, it's not going to be something that, you know, everybody's going to be happy with. Because I think, let's be honest, Colin, when the Broncos made that massive trade for Russell Wilson they were convinced that he was going to be the guy and you know, this is not the outcome that anybody wanted. You know, I I think the Broncos gave up a King's ransom for Russell Wilson. The amount of draft picks they gave up was was incredible that the contract they gave him was also just preposterous and they did not want this to happen. So this is, you know, this, this was not the way anybody saw this playing out. Um, but also, you know, if you are watching Russell's interview, you know, you can't help thinking all the way through it. This wouldn't be happening, Russell, if you had played up to your contract and you didn't. You were less horrendous last year than you had been the year before, but that was because the bar was so incredibly low. It would, you know, it wouldn't have, to, to, to borrow one of yours, it wouldn't have challenged Danny DeVito in a, in, a, in a tall man contest. Um, so you haven't, you know, y- you haven't kept up your end Um that's why this is happening. And, you know, it's unfortunate. We swung for the fences. We missed, um, you know. So I think, like, we were always going to come to this point, Colin. It's unfortunate it happened. But I do think maybe in the long run, it's going to be painful for a while. But if we can get the thing sorted, it might be worth it. Because perhaps it is that it was the final nail that we needed in order for us to realize that a complete reset was required. Particularly at the key position, and finally we're able to start from scratch if the Broncos do the right thing and draft quarterback, um, which they they really have to um, because some of the, you know, I think yet again there was a if the would would I can't even remember Browning's first name. I I call him Todd Browning at one stage, but he it isn't Todd. Yeah, Jake. Although Todd Browning, the you know now long deceased director of of. Dracula and freaks probably would have been just as good an option to quarterback as, as Jay Branning for the Broncos, um. But there was another article along similar lines of would, um, James Winston be a good option for the the Broncos at quarterback? And you know, you you kind of wonder, you know, how much lower we can go with this stuff, um. So hopefully, we're we're almost at the end point.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think one of the things that. Uh jumped out was look this this was a a softball uh interview it was not frost nixon and uh, <laughs> if um if you are I, I get where you know where brandon marshall is, is coming from you know he former player allowing russ to to get his uh, viewpoint out there but there weren't any um challenging questions in this there wasn't there were, there were no questions as to um you know Russ's behaviour, particularly in in year one, the weight he put on, not allowing certain music to be played in the locker room, the arguments with with teammates, Mike Purcell clearly screaming at him on the the sidelines. Maybe in the fullness of time, we will get a book that will outline some of those things. But this is a PR battle. There's a reason that teams have, um, have comms departments and there's a reason that... Uh, players have agents and managers and we are witnessing uh, kind of a real battle between the, the two. Now, uh, Sean Payton stepped to the podium and, uh, as you said, basically all all but I- ignored Ross. He, he made a joke uh, about the, the meme of the guy wearing the shirt with all of the, the QB names crossed out and kind of said, well, we need to ensure the next one uh, doesn't have a line through it, and which, you know, Tells you everything you need to know, and as you said, he he said there'll be a
1: decision in, within two weeks. Well, yes, there'll obviously be a decision. Um, right, so, I week- thought it was I thought that was a pretty good line from Sean Payton to give him to give him his due. I I, I kind of like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah no I look I think it tells
0: you everything you need to know. Now there was a response in Deadspin yesterday where um, Stephen Knox uh, said uh, you know, that uh Sean, Sean Payton uh should should would be best uh if Sean Payton would re- try to repair his fractured relationship
1: uh with Russell Wilson. Uh well, is he is he gonna get released in free agency and go to the Steelers as well?
0: Well, that, that's the only way I can see a need for it. I think Sean Payton. I think it's very clear what Sean Payton's thinking is. There, there are no games to to be played here. As, as you said, the only way a trade could potentially happen would be is if somebody didn't want Russ to to hit the open market, and the the Broncos were therefore willing to take uh, a 6th or a seven and eat a significant amount of the of russ's money anyway so it it just makes no sense this is not the kind of justin fields type uh, scenario where you're trying to maximize your your trade haul. um but there there are still bits and pieces to to be sorted out on the i suppose the the qb um piece you know we have seen um george payton uh talking about um jj mccarthy uh yesterday uh, and there was also, you know, stories that came out around uh, Ligeria Sneed and, and the Broncos potentially being interested there. Um, to, to me, Stuart, I suppose, could that be, um, you know, that the Broncos and if the Broncos are going it, to, it seems if the Broncos are to get a, a quarterback one of the top 4 you're very likely going to have to go into the top 10 because Minnesota is also looking for uh, a, a quarterback Atlanta's looking for a quarterback the bears are very likely taking uh, Caleb Williams uh, the Washington and, and and others so um the it, again we we co- we come to the question but the Sneed piece kind of adds maybe a little bit of fuel to the fire could and should the broncos if they are to to go up given the trade the lack of trade capital really should the broncos be thinking about potentially looking at a package that includes our our best player in in patrick Sertan?
1: well there's two things colin i think um i i also read that report about uh, the Broncos being interested in Sneed. Um, however, it didn't take very long for um, someone, I think, on the Chiefs side to leak the story that the the Chiefs were most likely going to uh, tag and trade Sneed um, were it to happen. Um, I think the problem that Chiefs have with the model column is that they have two elite defenders who are about about to be free agents in Snead and um, uh, what do you call them, um, Mike is his name. He's the best. I was raving about him last week. Um Chris Jones? Chris Jones, sorry, yeah, sorry. Sorry, the complete for it. Yeah, so they've got two elite defenders and they can't tag them both. Um now I think Jones has shown more interest and in, certainly has made more noise about coming back than Sneed has. Um but that is an issue for them and, and as amazing as the Chiefs front office has been, that's a tricky conundrum for them. Um and in some ways I think the the um tag and trade scenario for, for Sneed makes sense for them. Um, also then George Payton said the team are going to look into getting a long term deal done with Pat Sertan Um, so I mean I guess it kind of comes down to we we are still waiting for the it's incredible for a player who has you know I suppose bust seemed kind of harsh for Justin Fields because I do think he's not you know he hasn't flamed out the way some QB early round uh, early uh, first round picks have You know, Josh Rosen, for example, was a clearly a bust player like that. Um, But Justin Fields has, he is the domino column that I think begins to set everything else in motion. Because as I said, um, I do think Fields is going to get traded and I'd imagine he's going to get traded to the Atlanta Falcons. That's what I've told all along. Um, You you know, you did polls, was speaking yesterday about doing right by Justin Fields. Um, uh, So I, I think, you know, something like that then will take A QB needy team off the draft board. Um, Like you know, you're looking at the Bears are not going to screw up Caleb Williams. They're just not. They're they're not even. They're going to make that mistake. Then you've got Daniels. Then you've got Drake May. And then after that, it gets interesting. You'd like to, you know, you'd imagine that the Commanders are going to take Drake May or Jaden Daniels and whoever is left. Then that's who the Patriots are going to take. I mean, that's the way I think most people see the draft playing out. Then after that, I think, Colin, you've got the Falcons and you've got the Vikings and then you've got the Broncos in that order. Um, if Fields goes to the Falcons, then you've only really got the Vikings in front of you and they're only one place in front of you. So it's not going to take a Kings ransom to move up two spots in the draft. Um, it's the kind of thing that we can do, even though we have a lack of of, of capital. Um, but also, I think there is a lot of noise about Kirk Cousins going back to the Vikings, Colin. Um so I think we 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 might be okay, um, but I do think that you know there was if you look at any of the reports, Conway, I know you you you're I'm kind of more Broncos centric. You 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 look at the whole league, the league as a whole. There have any of the reports that you've seen about potential risers in the draft? And um, certainly, I maybe looked at three or four of our Are players who can do their stock, um, you know, who can increase their stock over the next few days. For me, the quarterback that is constantly mentioned if they break down position is JJ McCarthy. That that seems to be the story going into the draft. He is the one that they expect to rise. I mean, I know Harbaugh said he he'd pick him first overall, might be a little rich, um, you think, but McCarthy is the one I think that that is kind of intriguing because he's a difficult evaluation in the sense that Michigan didn't really ask him to do a lot, but all he did was win in college. Um, they had an elite defense. They had a really really effective run game. So they didn't particularly need much out of McCarthy. So you're kind of gambling on potential to an extent. But the one thing that people have said over and over again, and I think this is why you see the Broncos and Sean Payton being linked with him consistently, is he has elite processing. That's that's what is said time and time again. That he he processes very, very quickly. He goes through his reads. Um, you know, and I think that also ties in, Colin, I think potentially something else that george payton said i'm sorry i'm going through about four different things that george payton said in the same comment um which is we need to get more production out of the tight end and um, now some would argue that there was no need to get any uh, production out of the tight end last year with russell wilson because i don't know if russell wilson uh, knew the the first names of of the tight ends that we had on our roster such was the lack of um of, of interest in him throwing to the tight ends because he doesn't see the middle of the field. That's the problem Mr. Wilson's always had. That's why tight ends have never really been um a, a factor or, or an important part of his arsenal. You look at the trade that they made for Jimmy Graham, the Seahawks, a few years ago, which reaped no results whatsoever. Um, so I, I But I do think if you've got a, a young QB like McCarthy, um, I think he does see the field, he does go through his reads, um, and he does physically have still some growth, you know, um, and he's got incredible athleticism. You just have to look at that play he made against Alabama where the, the ball was pitched back to him. He had a defender tackling him as he called him and he still managed to make the pass. Um so I don't know if we, we are gonna have to give up a huge amount column. Now the one thing I will say, sorry, and it it didn't even really occur to me, but somebody didn't mention it in the last uh, sort of twenty-four forty-eight hours. The team that could kind of really throw a a spatter in the whole works of the draft are the Giants Um, because are the Giants really sold on Daniel Jones, Colin? Um, And should they be? I mean, whether they are or not, I'm not sure. But should they be? I think the answer has to be probably no. Um, So the Giants are now picking quite high for them as well. They might be intrigued by J.J. McCarthy. They may feel that this is an opportunity for them to get the successor to jones in situ so i don't know but i i i i, I feel less like I, I i feel less likely to me calm that patra is going to be traded and i and i do think the sneed thing the the, the tag and trade scenario for the chiefs i think is probably one that, that i could see happening which would then probably you know um depending on what they got would allow them to either replace need um uh, you know, in the draft. And let's be honest, the Kansas City Chiefs drafting has been sensational over the last few years.
0: Yeah, I um I think the Giants are a little bit of a wild card. I would be surprised if they went down the McCarthy route just because of Dable. Because if you look at the the QB, he obviously had the most success with Josh Allen and um the D- Daniel Jones, obviously, obviously, it's not Josh Allen nowhere like him, but he, he tends to like, even if you look at the, the backups that they went with their Trot Taylor and obviously, um, you know, the Tommy DeVito, they tend to be quarterbacks who use their legs. And um, that's why I, I wouldn't think they could be. Um, I, I, I wonder about and and we'll get a better sense of it obviously with Kirk Cousins but if Kirk doesn't go back to the Vikings I would be enormously concerned about if we are really interested in him but Ke- he's the type of quarterback Kevin O'Connell would also like uh th- quick processing throwing over the middle short game not always looking for QBs to really utilize their their legs um I I had a fascinating conversation um, with Randy Mueller, the the former um, Saints, uh, well, he was with he was with the the Saints. He was with the the Dolphins. He was with the the Chargers, um, and he was with the the Seahawks. And he obviously talked about Sean Sean Payton. He wasn't there when when Sean was was there, but he would have strong connections. And he really feels this is a guy who's been on the the JJ train for longer than others, and, and felt. Um, that analyst would be. He felt it would be a real kind of uh, match made in heaven if Sean Payton, because as you mentioned, he is seen as as a QB whisper. He is seen, um, and, and he said that that ability to throw over the middle um, and the willingness to to do that is something that he feels Sean really values. Um, he um, so so that yeah. I I I just think. You, you know what what are you gonna do? Are we just like if we don't go for a QB, we're essentially just treading water to what go next
1: year? Um, yeah, and that's not a great QB class next year, Colin. It, it, by anyone's measurement, it isn't. This is the years mm-hmm. and go get get yourself a rookie. The next year, I think, Chandra um, uh, Sanders, I think, has skewed people's opinion of what next year's uh, QB class is going to look like. It's not great. This is the year to get it. And as you say, so if, if we don't make a move, and sorry, just on that call, if, and there's been noise linking uh, the Broncos and, and Sean Payton to JJ McCarthy for the last couple of weeks now, it seems like if that's the guy, then go and get him, go up and get him. Do you know, if that's who he's fallen in love with, that he's the guy who thinks he can best implement his game plan and the kind of, um, if you, you know, run the kind of plays that he wants then go make the move, make the move. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, don't wait. Pull the trigger. Now is the time. You know, it seems like the Broncos are always waiting for something else. Th- this is the time to do it. Start the start the process. Start the rebuild right now.
0: And and, and I would say for me, if Sean Payton really has, um, I I would be willing to to trade Pat Sertan. Not because I don't think Pat Sertan is incredible, but I think it gives you the best shot of retaining um some much needed draft capital because we just simply don't have uh, that much of it and we need to get younger um, and we need to get cheaper and um you have in pat Sertan, an absolute premier piece don't get me wrong I do believe he is um one of the top uh three um and potentially the the, the very best cornerback in the the league but ultimately you cornerbacks are it's not a the premier position in terms of team building it is a piece that it, you you need if you are to be a true contender it is it, but it's a finishing piece so um that that's where where my thinking would be we will have better idea as we get towards um free agency because we will see you know what, what exactly the the Vikings are going to do where Kirk Cousins ends up um, and and I think that will probably um, tell us a lot as well. Like again, if the if the Falcons are the ones who who take Fields, that takes them out of it. So all of a sudden, you could have Fields going to the Falcons, and you could have Kirk Cousins re-signing in Minnesota. So um, that will be uh, interesting, obviously, to see how that plays out over. Uh, the the next couple of weeks I, I did see also obviously one of the pieces that um that's pretty obvious is uh, George Baton talked about the the need to solidify the tight end position um, t- to nobody's great great surprise um w- was there anything in I suppose uh, uh, that came out um of either George Baton's comments Sean Baton's comments or or anything else from this week that kind of caught your eye short
1: well I. When he when he mentioned t- the tight end position, column, I, I have to say I, I was delighted to hear that because I do think it's it's a position that seems to have, you know, we 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 have gone for guys that you, you know that that have you know we hear when you when you hear the word blocking tight end, column, I think a little part of your soul sort of dies somewhat when when you know the Broncos have signed a player that you know frankly I've never heard of, um, and he's described as a blocking tight end. Um, Look, I, I think Dulcich is one of those players. Column, the talent is there; it's clear. And um, he was about the only, the only spark. Um, and that, and the Nathaniel Hackett offense. Um, and it's really unfortunate that he's been injured. But this is actually a good off-season for tight ends that are going to be free agents. Column, um, our our friends on Mile High Report um listed some of the players that are that are going to be available, and there's some good players there. Like for me, I think the first one that jumps to mind is Dalton Schultz from the Texans he's a really good tight end he's a very dangerous player and he's a little he does everything he blocks but he's also a threat and now Fant is going to be on the market probably uh, Everett from the Chargers and John Smith as well and um, Hunter Henry who is still a good tight end like these are names that you can you can get production out of one of those guys and if it were me I would go for Schultz Um, the tight end position is not one that's going to cost a fortune as well in free agency um, I think the fact that the cap went up a bit, Colm, helps us. Um, what was it, an extra 13 or 14 million? I mean, I know most of it is going to be eaten up in Russell Wilson's contract, but that's where we're at. Um, but I, I do think, Colm, I, I think, you know, if we sign one of those guys, say the likes of Schultz or the likes of Hunter Henry, then I think you're you're less reliant on Dultic coming back from injury. Um, and Were he to return, then I think you could have a really strong tight end room. Whereas at the mall, with Colm, we were tight end room is, is is it's not great let's be honest um you know you've had guys there that have they're, they're, they're journeymen um you know they're the very definition of journeymen they're not bad players and um, they found a role for themselves in the nfl but they're they're not going to strike the fear of god into any opposition really so as i said i think this is a good opportunity for us to go out and get ourselves a good tight end Um and ideally one who can catch the ball and not just block
0: yeah, I mean, the blocking tight ends serve a purpose, but you also you have to have um, a, a tight end. I like. I think the Lions are a great example of that, right? In Sam Laporte, they drafted a guy who's been sensational and has opened up the middle of of the field for them. They have in in Brock Wright, a guy who is a, a blocking tight end. But you know when Brock when Brock Wright is on the field, you know what that means. And I think the way in which the league has gone, it means that we are seeing tight ends on the field much more frequently, even if they aren't incredible blockers. It it has become that way. Um so uh it it is also probably um, you know, Greg Dulcich is is very talented, but obviously they they clearly have concerns over um the um the hamstring injuries that they are going to continue to to impact him. Um is there anything else, Stuart, before we uh
1: wrap up uh today? No, just on that column, if any team the NFL should understand the importance of a receiving threaded tight end, one would have thought it was the Denver Broncos because since we've started watching this sport, year in, year out, the Broncos have been shredded by just about every tight end that they've come across. So big time we got one of our own, I would have thought.
0: Indeed, and uh, you know, having had one of the superstars at the position, you would also think uh, that that would resonate with the the Broncos. Uh, Hopefully, maybe that that will be uh, the case. Uh, Stuart, want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Uh, you can find Stuart on Twitter at PurpleHeartTC. I'm across social media at Column from Cork. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe. It makes a real difference in helping people to find us. We will be back next week. Uh, we will see have Russell or Sean given any further interviews and uh, look forward to chatting to you then.
1: Go Broncos. Enjoy the combine, everybody. Go Broncos.